Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka, and keeping his social distance um, more than six feet away, the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Yeah, we're going to, we started this social distance in as far as the Orioles podcast. Yeah, we were ahead of the concerned. curve. We well ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We got tired of getting each other sick from just being together, so yeah, we did, it out years ago. Yeah, we we knew we didn't know what the future could hold. We thought maybe, you know, a global virus. So we decided let's just get ahead of the game and and do distancing. Yeah. Yeah, I moved far away. I took one for the team to yeah. make sure we're in different climates. And then unfortunately, it's really hard to do with three people, so we had to let Bert go. Yeah. We got it all worked out. Yeah, he'll pop on every now and then, though. So that's. It was fun to have him back last week. It was good to have Burt back last week. Good to hear his take. He got me really thinking about that. Better to have no baseball season at all, or better to have the Orioles not win at all, at all than to have them win in a way that where no one can go to games. It got me thinking. I yeah, <laughs> that's funny. It got me thinking a little bit this week too, because as much as I want baseball back, and we're going to get to it because we want baseball back. The atmosphere of the playoffs. Could you imagine playoff baseball without any fans? Yeah, it's so that's weird. Gonna, that would be weird. Like, extremely weird. Yeah. So. I mean, that's one that when you talk about the Orioles playoffs um, going back to, to 2012, one of the things that people talk about is the Orioles were so starved for playoff baseball. Um, the result was, I mean, the stadiums were just so loud. Everyone talked about how loud the stadiums were. And to have that right. same... Yeah, get experience, but with no crowd. I don't know. I I can't even imagine what that would what that would be like. I like, yeah, totally agree. So I like uh, to fill the listener, and you have moved from your dining room table. Yeah, and you've you've moved to the couch. The couch you, more comfortable. You yeah. pl- you you played poker on the couch on Saturday and seemed to enjoy that location. Yeah. So I noticed you've moved, uh, but pre-show we noticed your couch squeaks. Now that the show is running, what do you have, your windows open or something? Yeah, I mean, like trucks drive too. by and stuff. Yeah. It adds a nice uh, ambiance to the to the show. Uh, it's yeah. good, you know. It was. It's warm here. It's finally warmed up, so we have all the windows open. This is the time of year, like I think it hit maybe like upper 70s, maybe, I think it's going to hit 80 tomorrow, hit upper 70s today. This is where the showdown with my wife begins. And that's who's going to be the first person to cave and turn the AC on. And I, I tell you what, it's not going to be me. I, I, I can hold out for a while. And so, yeah, we got windows open. We got birds chirping in the background. Uh, we got cars going. We got all the sounds of summer. Um, you might even hear the crack of the bat in the background as baseball is right around the corner. I, I wish. Yeah. Wish we could hear some baseball. Well, if, if not, that, if not the crack of the bat, you'll at least hear some squeaking of my couch. So, right, right. <laughs> whenever I get fired up with some comments, expect more squeaking to happen. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. The squeakings from your comments. Gotcha. Um, well, at least you guys are fighting over like resisting to turn it on. It's the it's the fights when like uh, one of you turns it on and then the other person turns it off. That's the fights that that cost you money. Uh, yeah, you know, it's constant on off, on off. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing, right? Because there's a money tied to turning the AC on. So now it's like it's not only a, a, a pride element, but if you're the person who turns it on, you're saying that you care more about your own little personal comfort than you do about money. And so, and so, who's going to be <laughs> who's going to put uh, their own personal comfort ahead of our our, our budget? Uh, that, that's what we're about to find out here in this Roka household. My uh, my AC has been running since July. Since now, July? Was, well, August, since I got down here. Yeah. Okay, just year-round. Okay. Yeah, year-round. Okay. Yeah, no need to turn the heat on in Because it's, it's not July yet. But, yeah. No. But this air conditioner down here sucks. Like, some days I'll have it set to 70, and it, I've, 
I'll set it to 70 when I'm like, it's really hot. And I've never seen my thermostat get below 74 degrees. It'll just blow all day, and the thermostat never lowers. Mm. So, But I got news today okay. on the house. Uh, if uh, listeners don't know, I'm building a house down here, which means I'll get to move the, out of the closet and into a normal office studio. And I got word that we get to close on June 30th. So about one more month of this. That's great because I'm tired of looking at um, your closet and your that metal shelving. I hate that metal shelving, that white <laughs> the, metal shelving. Right, that's like the, the cheapest stuff. I'm sure that's going to be in the new house too, but in the closet where it belongs. I, it, for some reason, everyone insists like that they need to put that in, in closets now. Like Somehow that's better than just having a, a tube yeah. uh, hanger. Yeah, people like, Who needs a shelf? I know. People love that white shelving, though. When I worked for Habitat for Humanity for all those years, I put up so much of that white shelving that I – and I cut so much of that white shelving that I'd never want to see it again. And I What just, do you use I to cut it? it bolt day. cutters? Yeah, like bolt cut cutters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best stuff. And, uh, yeah, it'll be in – as long as it's in the closets in, in the new old house and not in my office, I'll be happy. Yeah, but as, I'm ex- as long as your office is not the closet. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm excited because I've got like two boxes in the garage of bobbleheads and baseballs and stuff that I haven't gotten, like the statues and stuff that I haven't been able to put out down here uh, because of limited space. The only bobblehead I have in the house is my is my Golden Bundy, mm. and that's uh, the only because you mailed it to me while we were in this house, so it didn't get packed up. But I'm excited to get all that stuff out and kind of build an office again. I ordered a desk this weekend as well to prepare for all that. Nice. Yeah, I, I actually saw my Dundee Bundy today as well. I, I Today was my day that you had to sign up to clean out your classroom. And today was yeah. my day to go and clean out my classroom. And, you know, my Dundee Bundy sitting there on my desk. And so I contemplated bringing it home and or keeping it there at school. Um, I, it's still at school, though. I almost don't want to say anything because we were able This is. The first show in eight weeks that we jumped in and started talking without talking about the coronavirus. Yeah. But so you had to sign up. How are things in Maryland that teachers have to sign up ahead of time to go? Well, they're, I think they were overly precautious. Like I had to <laughs> talk to the nurse when I arrived through the window while she wore a mask and I wore a mask as we stood about 10 feet apart. <laughs> like over the top precaution. But I, I, I get it's it. So. It's so anti-Florida. When we walked in the door, like huge thing of anti-sanitizer because we had to sign in and then immediately go to anti-sanitizer. Just for your um, hands or, or arms, legs? I did my whole body just to make sure. But, but then like, and I was the only person up, upstairs and you're supposed to keep a mask on the whole time. Don't tell my principal. Like when I was working in my classroom, I took the mask off, but I put it back on when I, you know, walked around people. Um, but I only saw, you know, two other people in the building the whole time. So. It was, yeah, it's very just weird, weird, weird. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, I'll go, I'm in Florida, and I'm telling you, now it's to the point that sometimes I'll forget about the virus. Because I went to the grocery store this weekend, and the only people wearing masks were employees. Mm. And uh, it's just, and I'll, I'll go to builder meetings and stuff, and everyone's like, back to normal. And the governor's saying, oh, everything's back to normal. Bring all your sports here. Yeah, I know they, like, they, uh, they have a big like youth tor- tournament happening or something, right? I saw on the yeah. news. Yeah, yeah, they got lots of. I mean, their governor's working on court in the NBA to have come finish the NBA season at Disney oh, yeah. World. It's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see, you see the big drama about that about is not to invite all of the teams, but just playoff teams. And you know why? Why? Why no? Not, about, Go ahead. not because of the not because of the amount of basketball courts. Okay, but because basketball players do not want to stay in a normal hotel, so there's not enough high-end hotels for all the NBA players, and no one wants to be the person stuck in a days in. Well, the other couple of factors, and listen, we once stayed a nights in, three of us in a little nights in, or four of us maybe. Yeah, apparently so I, we shared beds. I know how uncomfortable that I can be. And that was at the Airbnb is where you shared a bed with Bert. But that doesn't. That makes even less sense. I Josh, I just took the picture. I don't explain it. Um. But but I think the other couple factors there with the NBA opening up is they're almost at the end of the season, 
So if you have no chance of making the playoffs, like why are you still playing? Kind sure. of if you don't need to. I get that. But their problem is, and here's where the big debate's happening, is do you have the normal eight playoff teams from each uh, league, or do you expand it? The reason they want to expand it is for one reason, one name, Zion Williamson. Um, he his team is a tenth seed, and they want to see Zion Williamson uh, in the playoffs. So it'd be interesting to see what what, what they do with that. Well, but also the players already of... came out and said, "Listen, if the games are meaningless and we can't make the playoffs, I'm not playing." And right, I kind of get that. But are the games meaningless for everyone on the court? You know, like we've we've been this way as Orioles fans a lot of times, where the game meant nothing for the Orioles, but if the Red Sox won, they get in the playoffs. Yeah. And, so, and it means stuff for, like, money, right? Like, for advertisers and, like, people will watch those games even if there's yeah. no playoff implications. and individual, like, yeah. You get, a, especially now when there are no sports, you're going to get a lot of TV coverage. You're going to get your name out there. Yeah, I mean, if you so. use that logic that uh, you have nothing to play for, you shouldn't play, the Orioles should shut down in June every year. <laughs> right. We'll get the baseball in a little bit. But, yeah, can we check a box to, like – we don't want to play any teams this year. We'll just go. We'll just stay in Sarasota and continue developing. No, but but to your original point about the masks and about going back to normal, and the only employees wearing a mask. I feel like this has become the 2020 mask no mask debate, where everyone has to stake a claim and market. Are you a masker? Or um, are you an anti-masker? And like well, you have to state your claim on social media and defend your point. Everyone will think well, you're I, a moron. On one side, if you do the other way, or they'll think you're like a, a a hater of freedom and a sheep if you do if you go the other way. Right. So well, I think it's fascinating. I, I love it because it's it's such political lines that I would have. It would be a lot of fun if it's. I don't want this, but if it was still this way on like election day, and you go out to the polls and you can just look around and say Republican, Republican, yeah. Democrat, 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 and just guess just by who's wearing a face mask. It's true, you because you can because um, sometimes you can tell because they're wearing like a Confederate flag around their neck or something. But normally, <laughs> right. they you can't tell. Normally, uh, a MAGA guy looks just like me and you, and there's no yeah. way to tell. But yeah, you're right. If you go to a grocery store, just by identifying you, you who wears know. a mask and who's not wearing a mask, you know how they're going to vote come November. Yeah. Now the all right, now when you're talking about mask wearers, here's the ones I'm trying to figure out because you got you got. Mask wearers that are like go above and beyond, yes. and then you have mask wearers that are wearing masks that serve no purpose, like uh, that actress who was wearing the crochet mask. Yeah, she claims there was something deal. underneath the crochet mask, but okay. Yeah, yeah, her mouth. Yeah. Um, but uh, here's the ones I can't figure out: the ones that wear the mask wrong, where it's like I'm gonna wear a mask, but I'm not covering my nose. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to have that in Maryland where the people are wearing the mask, but it's only covering the top lip. Now, I don't like to talk about it because I think I might be one of those guys. Oh, you leave your nose out? See, (laughs) Uh, my theory is that those people do not want to wear the mask, but they are afraid to be judged. Mm. Can I say something really embarrassing? Because I never go out in public, so I don't wear the mask just because the only places I go are like walks outside into parks and stuff. I don't go in stores. I just don't. Um, I go I to my local bakery. That's it. In Maryland, aren't you supposed to wear the mask like outside too? No, only if there's like a lot of people around. But, okay, but not no. Um, so you so, weren't you weren't you weren't at Ocean City this weekend? No, um, but if you like walk down the trail, I would say like twenty five percent of people on the trail are wearing masks. I don't think it's necessary because there's that's not weird. there's not that many people on these trails, and like, you're quickly passing. Yeah, and you're quickly passing. I could see if you were in a really crowded park or something, but. Anyway, but most people aren't wearing masks in these places. But, like, I was wearing a mask today at work, and it, it kept on slipping off the nose. And then, I don't know if there's, I don't think there's, like, a top or bottom to a mask, but then I flipped it over, and it fits snugly around the nose. Is there a uh, top and bottom with this stuff? Certain masks there are. Okay, this is one of my wife's masks from her hospital. Gigi, our, our mother, sent me a mask, an Oreos mask. It's just a little bit too tight, and it's uncomfortable. So I, I like yeah. the ones where I can self-tie. I don't like the pre-tied mask. I want a mask I could tie myself around around my head. So I'm in, I'm in charge of the tightness. Yeah, I've got this mask that I got. I got early on the mask game because I knew I would need one for work because Florida never shut down. So I ordered it a while ago. So I do have one of those Oreo ones like you were saying that loops behind me. But my favorite masks is I've got some that are like just a fabric like T-shirt or something that was cut up. 
and they just have holes and no elastic, so it just hooks on the ears, mm. and that's my favorite mm. mask. But yeah, I got a whole bunch in the car. But yeah, it, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, my wife has the fancy the headband with hooks, and you oh, hook with buttons. It on, oh, yeah, buttons, and you hook it around the button um, because she wears a mask, you know, all for twelve oh. hours straight, and that when makes she's, I guess less, you know. When she's at work, does yeah. she have the face shield also? No. no. Only, I think only when she goes in the COVID patient's room or something, but but not the whole have time. You seen, have you seen people walk? Oh, you don't go anywhere. No, he, no, she doesn't wear the mask at all. The only people that wear the mask there, she says, I think this is true, that if you have the beard, you go with the mask. You have to get the mask. I saw um, a guy wearing a Weldon mask. Like when this all first started, like yeah. four or five months ago. I think the mask is similar to that that they wear at the hospital. Right, I think it is. Yeah. Oh. Hey, do you think normally? I was thinking about this the other day too. The six feet, does keeping six feet apart. When you're talking to someone normally, like you just are having a conversation with with someone, um, just some random acquaintance. <laughs> what kind of feet you think is between you guys? Uh, it's so funny. I had this. Same thought earlier today because I was standing around a, a model home talking with some people, uh, some pool guys and stuff, and I was doing the mental math, and I think we were about four or five feet apart. Okay. So I, I think your average distance is four to five feet. I think six yeah. feet is just a little – is a step or a step and a half further than what you normally do when you're talking to someone. Because I was joking with someone saying, you know what, um, you know, we're going to screw this. We'll cut it in half, and we'll just stand three, three, three feet apart. No, and I, I was like, that, that's pretty close. close. Like we're we're yeah. close talking. Yeah. So maybe this whole six feet apart, I think, should be just par for the course, nor- normal behavior. Let's all stand six feet apart from each other. Well, now you're sounding like Trump. who comes up there and saying, I always wash my hands, but now everyone else is doing it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. I tell you what, if we get nothing else, um, if like th- this has been, there's nothing but negatives. You look at the desk, unemployment, loss of sports, all negatives. Silver lining, we got that great quote this week from Trump about testing positive, and by positive he meant negative because he tested negative. <laughs> I and didn't it see was, that one. In a positive way, it was negative. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Oh, you gotta you gotta look at this. That's it is great. one of the all time Trump quotes, um, and I just I, I rewatched five times until my wife said, "Matt, stop watching that." <laughs> I sorry, it's just it's so good. That's great. Uh, that yeah, that'll be uh. That'll be our next uh, our next iTunes review. It'll be a positive, and by positive, I mean I don't like the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you, you got to get it because I want that uh, as a button. All right, all right, I'll find it. Um, ah, I forgot what you lost my train of thought. If you're positive, negative, negative, positive. Oh, we were talking about how naturally we should be keeping six feet oh, away yeah. from people. Well, no, I was wondering more of like, yeah, and that's where like people will go crazy and be like, oh, I think we'll never shake hands again. That's crap. We're all going to start shaking hands. I'm already Josh, you, shaking hands. you talked about that before. You're real into the handshaking. You're real into handshaking. No, that's important because to you. I Because I go to business. Because I go to business meetings. Yeah. Because I meet with a lot of guys on like construction sites and stuff, and there's a lot of handshaking. You, you don't think so, you could come with something new besides handshaking? No, I think as a society, that's not going to change. But I think the good thing that could come of this is if we use more Purell, and I'm interested to see how this affects like flu season next year like have we all now learned to like be like clean ourselves better so maybe we can stop the normal flu yeah too you know yeah but i i just think like i get mad with education all the time because they're trying to make education look like normal when i think this is a neat opportunity to do some creative things with education the same way with handshakes josh i think this is an opportunity to get away from the handshake and bring in some new ideas you're on how not around. to make connections with people. Here's the problem. You're not around people. No, I'm not. So it's like you and Silas. When you go out in society through all this, that's what everyone's doing is trying to come up with new ways. And I'm tired of the toe tap or the elbow tap. Oh. I'm tired of these like creative things. Wait, what about the, the old guns? You know, shooting guns uh, with your fingers at someone? I think that could I be did, cool. I have not seen the old guns. <laughs> Every time you I've make a deal with someone, salute. make a deal. Right. I've had the salute a couple of times. Dude, you've been saluted? I've that's, been saluted. It's so awkward. Cool. I don't know how to salute back. I never wanted to join the military because I lack discipline and I don't like pain. Well, that's that's but, what confused me. But is, that, a two finger, is a two-finger salute military or not? 
Do oh, I have I to know. do full? If I am I allowed to do two finger if I'm not military? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. But so see, I that's just froze up when about. the guy saluted me. That's a cool thing. That's a cool thing that now you can pretend like you're in the military and do a salute. Right. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you just you just got to get out more, and yeah, people yeah. are trying to be creative, Bro, and, then, lo- and they always make it awkward every time they do it. Well, yeah, I can't shake your hand, so here's my elbow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I you know what else I like to bring back that we don't do enough anymore is what? that the hat tip. You know? Oh, see, and I, like I think the hat the, tip. I think the salute is a little bit of the hat tip. Yeah, because the hat tip I'm cool with. But if, people don't but wear without hats a hat. Enough. Yeah, we need more right. hats. Yeah, good point. I'm going to start wearing a hat just to start the doing hat the hat tip? tip. I'm going to start doing the hat tip now, too. I like that. Yeah, if I had a hat in here, I'd give you the hat tip. But, yeah, I'm going to – I'm bringing back the hat tip. I'm with you. Yeah. I've, it's been raining down here in Florida, so I've been wearing hats anyway. So totally set up for the hat tip. But, Josh, see, I would think you'd be a fan. Like, I was thinking about this, too. If we could just, like, handshakes, whatever. I don't, if we could get rid of hugs, I would be okay. Like, tell, oh, I, t- yeah. t- t- tell my in-laws we're done with hugs. Uh, I'm all cool. I would love to yeah, get, get rid of hugs. hugs. I can get behind that one. <laughs> yeah, thankfully we haven't. Like we're not hugging in like generally in public like areas. It's normally family or close friends. Yeah. So at least like I don't have to meet people in the construction site and hug them. Yeah. But hey, what? did you? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to change the topic. Okay, I was going to talk that. about alter, uh, switching up from the hug to, to the butt slap. But no, just just go 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 ahead and go to your yeah, next topic. Move, no more no more reason for the butt slap. Okay. No, I was going to ask you if you were excited if you were watching for the space launch SpaceX launch thing today. Uh, no, no, you're not into it. No, when, I'm not into it. I didn't know it was were, happening until you know you guys started texting about it. Do you remember, uh, like, as a kid? Is this just me, or were you too young to watch like the space shuttles go off in class and stuff? Yeah, yeah, they'd roll the TV in there. Yeah, and, and, okay, and we'd watch, you know, yeah, the space and shuttle take off. You don't get excited about it now. Um, I was. I don't know. I was. I was gonna drive down, but then the weather looked bad, and kids had some school stuff to do, so I didn't. But now that it's this Saturday, I'm tempted to drive down again. Or again, but drive down the first time. I'm tempted again to drive down this Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to see it. Okay, Josh, that's um, can I ask you a question? Because if you think yeah. this is cool, um, I don't want to get you in trouble here in the podcast. But let me just ask you a quick question. Yeah. Um, do you believe that uh, we landed on the moon, or was that just a conspiracy? Oh <laughs> no, I believe we landed on <laughs> okay. the moon. Okay, because no. I don't even I don't even know no. if you buy these sh- these shuttle, shuttle launches as being re- real things. No, I yeah I believe we landed on the moon. I mean, why not? If pe- if other uh, if other uh, planets are visiting us and landing on Earth, why can't we land on the moon? It's true. You think Elon Musk before he dies will Elon Musk Elon Musk before he dies will land will uh, be on the moon? I mean, will be on Mars? Will make it to Mars before he dies? If you were a betting man, would you bet that Elon Musk himself? himself personally yeah i would i would probably bet on elon musk to make it to mars yeah 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 i don't know if he'll have a change of mind now that he has a kid and all but uh but yeah he seems that guy is like next level and uh and also he seems like the kind of guy that would want to be the first person there and he's the type of guy where it's like he really sees it as like his purpose on earth is to move us along. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would bet on him to make it. Hey, uh, last week we had a new iTunes review, and I didn't have it prepared. I've got it prepared to read now. Okay. Let's read, and then we'll get into some Orioles talk. That's what I figured. I thought this would be a good palate cleanser to get to actual sports talk. Yeah. Okay. All right. Straight five stars O's talk. Uh, Baseball, bird face, beer. Emojis. I heavily look forward to these weekly drops as the content is super solid. Being on the West Coast now in San Diego and Salt Lake City, I fully appreciate the regulars and frequent insiders. I just need Bert, B-U-R-T, to get regular again as I dig his dynamic when he's not accounting things. Major fan of the program, so I'm hoping for a minor shout-out on air. I get grumpy and, uh, and anxious when the normal Monday drop delays to a Tuesday or a Wednesday. If that doesn't demonstrate my dedication to the World Series, Orioles, Magic, uh, and baseball, birds, beers, crabs, suns, and coconuts, 
and it's from Be More O's Magic is his iTunes name. So, nice. Thanks for the great review. Shout out to uh, you. Yeah, appreciate the sorry coconuts that, reference. Right. Sorry that we've been doing a lot more Wednesday episodes yeah, he, as we he, get through this. He probably, if he could go back now and do that review over again, he'd probably give us two stars because we've been doing Wednesdays, what, for yeah. the past couple weeks now. We never plan to do Wednesdays, but the problem is with doing a Monday show is during during baseball season, it's great because you have a whole weekend of games to talk about. Yeah. During the coronavirus, nothing happens on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, nothing happens on a weekday, but at least there's something to talk about generally. Yeah. Or news progresses. Yeah, and we'll see. Just for example, last night, some news broke as far as the proposal for MLB players' sal- salaries. So that's, again, yeah. gives us something to chat about. Um, on the show, you you yeah. want to talk about that about that now? Yeah. So this is all about trying to bring baseball back with this eighty-two game season, and we knew that they were doing prorated salaries for players. But uh, do you have the numbers that came out? Oh yeah, I can pull them up real quick. I got it. I I uh, favorited the tweet. All right. So here it is. So like. If you're making so it's it starts off as kind of half and then goes down from there. So for example, someone making five hundred and sixty three thousand will now make two hundred sixty two thousand. Uh, but then as the number gets higher, like the percentage of what you make kind of gets lower and lower. So for example, if you're set to make twenty million, you're only gonna make five point one five million. If you're gonna if you're set to make thirty five million you're gonna make only seven point eight four million. Um, so if you're making the the minimum, you're gonna be making kind of half of what that would normally be. But then if you're making thir- if you're making thirty five million, if you're at the top end of the of the of the pay scale, you're only gonna be making what like a fifth of your normal salary. Right. Uh, so it's interesting how the, how they did that. Um, all the reaction to it has been like, players aren't gonna play for that. Like that's insane. Um, so. We'll see. It's it's contentious, and this is how I feel like it always is with the owners and the players. Um, and so we'll see because we're running out of time to make a deal here. They said they're shooting for June first um, to make a deal. That's right around the corner. So it's gonna right. Be... This is. I was telling you pre-show that when I read the ESPN article, there was one line in it about Trout that I kind of felt a little weird about, and it's this one: the rhetoric and conversation with players center around Trout not only because of the drastic nature of his proposed cuts, but the recognition that his wife is due with their first child in July. So am I reading that right, that they're like concerned because he's getting a pay cut, he's not going to be able to have money to raise his kid? I don't understand that at all, yeah. I don't know what role Trout, I mean, he's the best player in baseball, kind of the face of baseball. Outside right. of that, I don't, and, I, don't, I don't even know how he's a big part of this. Right, because he's still going to make more money than your average person makes, especially when you consider it's for three months of work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, even a guy making the league minimum is going to make two fifty. I mean, right. I, I have to work a lot of years to get up to two fifty. Um, and so again, you want us to it's feel really... bad for them. And, and I don't, but with that said, like owners also here, like you can make a strong case against owners being dumb. You can, but you can also make a case of we all know that the owners are going to lose billions already this year, that, that each game they play, they're going to lose money. So there's a, a balance where it's just it's really tough for me to take the player's side when we have such a high unemployment rate right now yeah. in the country. And I really can't take the, oh, I've got to be concerned about my health of going and making it on the, and playing on the baseball field when we have guys making a minimum wage working in grocery stores when this is like at the very beginning of this whole thing. Yeah, I get that, Josh. On the other hand, you could argue that the Angeles family is worth $2 billion with a B dollars and they could sell yeah. the team, you know, right now for, you know, a billion dollars or whatever it is. And, right. and so I think it's to say they're crying poor. And the other point I would say, and you can respond to this, um, talking about the owners is if they sign a big TV deal and they make a lot of extra money, they don't automatically say, oh, look, this year we made $100 million more than we expected. Let's give that all to to the players. No, they'll say, we'll pay the players 
what they're contracted to play. So now all of a sudden it's on the other side where they're losing money and we expect them to make the players cover it when if we, they made extra money, they wouldn't give it to the players. So doesn't it seem a little kind of one-sided and unfair? All right. Um, all right. On the TV side, I, I understand. I think the TV deals makes this complicated for the players because they're trying to make a league wide salary adjustment. When we all know that, that the way baseball works, TV deals are locally. So the New York Yankees bring in a whole lot more TV money than the Baltimore Orioles. It just is what it is. So it's weird then if you're not going to prorate the players across the board, like maybe a Dod- Dodgers have a huge TV deal. Maybe their players should make a little more money. That gets tricky. Um, and I yeah, don't know because... how you handle that unless you bring all the TV market money in together as one MLB fund this year that plays pays the players. I don't know how you do it. As far as the Angelos is being worth two billion and and all that, a lot of that money is like not cash, like it's not in their bank accounts. Sure. It's very similar to people being upset that um, that like a big restaurant chain got the payroll protection money. When it's like, well, that money is there to because of all the employees and they pay a lot of people. So I think. I think the Major League Baseball teams could make a lot of goodwill if the owners came out and said, hey, we need you to take these pay cuts, but we're going to pay minor league players through the season, and we're going to pay vendors through the season. And then I think they would get a lot of goodwill, and maybe players would come around to that. Yeah, I guess. like, And last week I was much more on – I think if this deal doesn't get done, you should absolutely blame both parties Um, But last week, I was harder, I think, on the players. But then, like, you read yesterday where, to your point, Josh, the Athletics decided to stop paying all the the minor league players. What would add up to pay for all the minor leaguers, the $400 stipend a week, if you add all up, it would be a million dollars. And this MLB team can't afford a million dollars to pay all the minor leaguers. Like, that makes me not want to defend the owners at all. I I think it was $31 million to pay the athletic minor league players. No, 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 yeah, yeah. For all of baseball, but just one team would be a million dollars. All the teams. I think just the athletics was $31 million. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, Um, we'll look that up. Because that is a big difference. Yeah, no, $1 million and three. uh, Yeah, I'll have to look into that and I'll look that up. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I just want baseball back. And I'm I'm trying to uh, I'm I'm trying to stay positive that baseball is going to come back, but it's it's hard for me to uh, believe that that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about this. I feel like we have this weekly discussion as far as what percentage we think that baseball will happen. And the annoying thing is, originally, this whole discussion about will baseball return was based totally on like health factors. But now we've moved into this discussion where health factors have almost become secondary to now can financially they work at a deal. And the NFL, or I guess more immediately, the NHL and the NBA aren't having these same fights. It's always baseball with owners and players always having the the, the same fight. Other organizations um, can, can figure it out baseball for some reason can't can't get this right every time so it's, uh, it's annoying <laughs> i don't think that's quite true uh you you were closer to the number right it was 1.3 million for the athletics to pay their uh minor leaguers through september okay so you're right there i was right but thank you all sports unions have this issue the nfl had a the nfl unions went on strike for a little bit uh, and they worked it out. Thankfully, they took care of that all during the offseason. The NBA unions have done this. The NHL has had a lockout. All of these unions have had it. Are any uh, of them right now fighting who, about financial agreements? Not, no, I haven't seen anyone else except for baseball. Okay. But I haven't seen the NBA. I haven't seen the NBA talk about all that. And I think it's also the fact that most of the NBA season was already played. Yeah, so a lot of guys already it's got a big paid. Difference. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not playoffs, um, but yeah. Who do you think's running things on the union side? Is it the head of the players' union, or is it Scott Boris? Mm. Yeah, I don't know her. I forget her name, the head of the players' union. 
But because Boris has really shoved himself into this. Yeah, and who I always get the picture, the former Cleveland pitcher, now Cincinnati's at Trevor Bauer. He he tweeted out something about um, saying like Scott Boris needs to butt out of the Virginian, which made me laugh because Scott Boris is in fact not a player, and so right. really well, he, you he see, shouldn't be in there. And well, remember what was it last week or two weeks ago that Blake Snell got a whole bunch of bad will because he made stupid comments yeah yeah sure we talked about you see he you see, you see he immediately signs with scott boris oh really yeah he signed with scott boris this past week hmm. it's like okay makes sense yeah sounds about right yeah i know it's interesting but, yeah well, well we'll see josh well uh, we talked last week and you were at what were you at like 70 percent chance the the, the, the yeah play? i was at 70 percent. yeah and and what's your percent th- this week 50 you're 50, 51 per, f- 51%. That, that they'll play? Am, yeah, where are you at? Well, when is the last I, date they can – like I would say they got to start by the beginning of July to have a season, right? Yes. I If we do not have baseball on Independence Day, that is a problem. Yeah, it'd be hard to country. get a season in. We all talk about Memorial Day, and it was we went through Memorial Day, and it was – last time we had Memorial Day without baseball was 1880. I cannot have a 4th of July without baseball. Oh, you're putting your foot down, Josh. It's, you're well, saying it's I like, will not. Okay. It's like Christmas without Santa Claus. Mm. It's like it's, it's like always winter and never Christmas. <laughs> always summer and never baseball. Yeah, exactly. Where's so, Lucy when you need her? Yeah. Right. So it's um but yeah, so I saw uh I saw the deadline of kind of June 1st to make the decision to come to an agreement so that a week after that, they can be in the spring, spring training. training and then start yeah. Yeah, July 1st or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So where are you at? What percentage? I'm at 51%. I think last time I was at closer, I think I think 60% maybe that, that they'll play. Yeah. Um, I'm still there. I'm still the same. 60% they'll play. Okay. Is that a uh, positive in a negative way? Yeah, that's yeah. It's, I'm, I'm I'm positive that the but I'm negative about them playing, but in a positive way. So what I'm saying is I'm negative, and I'm positive about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Josh, you gotta find that. Um, no, no, but but and I I think if so, it's what May twenty seventh today. If yeah. Next week, we're not talking well, no. about a deal. It's done. It, I go from sixty to ten percent. Oh, if if. If we do not know about a deal next week when we record, yeah, I, I will say. I mean, if we record on Monday, like that ever happens, that would be June first. I, w- I if we do not have a deal by Monday, I'm dropping down to zero percent. I'm saying there's no way it happens if they don't make a deal by Monday. Oh, if we're no. still having this back, if we are still having this back and forth on Monday about oh we need to be paid more, then they all blew it. And time to start getting ready for the NBA. What about replacement players? Could we try out Josh? Uh, I will play they, for the minimum. Group sports are now allowed in Florida. Hmm. So maybe so. Right. I, I, I think that could totally be an interesting thing where they could say, hey, uh, minor league players, you want to play? You haven't joined the union yet? You want to come up and play? <laughs> Get you up on the big stage. All right, I'm I'm down. I'd be fine with that. Again, I told someone this week. If I so let's say they do make a deal to play. It really sucks that there's no minor league baseball this year. Yes. Like, how will this work for development of guys like Adley Rushman that we really need for him to get experience under his belt? Well, I don't. I tell you who it really hurts. Adley Rushman. I think it hurts the least out of maybe any my, my minor leaguer in all of these. Sure, because he's a top draft pick, and he's just and he played in college at a right. major program, Oregon. So he's closer to major league ready. Okay. Um, who I think it hurts the most is pitchers, guys like Grayson Rodriguez, because they need to get their innings, right? Because they throw 100 right. innings and then 130 innings and then 150 innings. Like they have like those young pitchers are building up their innings so when they come to the majors, they're ready to throw 180 innings. Right. And if you take away all those innings, what, you have to, to take a step back next year and do what you did the year before? Like, I don't know how the innings adds up for these young pitchers. 
So I think that's who's most affected by this. And we have right. a couple, Grace Rodriguez, D- D.L. And, Hall, that could be hurt big time by, by this. And that's where I wish this whole taxi squad concept, where I guess they're saying, what, 30 team, 30 players per game, but then another 20 that travel with you, and they're just not active on game day. And I'd love to see that somehow, like, be able to incorporate minor league players, but I don't think they'll ever be. I don't think they'll be able to do that because the game clock's starting and stuff. And I don't know how that works. How like how's it work when like we've seen this with other players where you don't want to bring Machado up in for opening day. You you want to bring him up in June. How does that game clock work if the season starts in July? Right, right. Does that count as as day one? Because right. I think it, it's not a matter of dates. I think it's more games played. Like um, if, or, I don't right, know if this game's played or a percentage of the season. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of good questions. And, like, how does that work? Like, all right, it won't be for Adley Rushman because we don't think Adley Rushman's going to come up in 2021, right? Not not at the beginning of the season. Right. I can Especially see him, not now. Right. right. You, he may if, be if late we, in if, the season. If we, played, if we played this, if they had a whole minor league system, I right. could see him coming up early 2021. Um, but not, okay. not the start of the season, but I can see him coming up in, in May at the earliest. But okay. now I think so, this yeah, might change things. So if you were planning to start his game clock next May, would you be able to start his game clock in July and it not hurt? Yeah. Like that's something I like I would love baseball to figure out a way that stupid teams like the Orioles that where we don't care about our major league team this year. We care about our minor league players' development. I would love for them to see a way that we can bring these pitchers onto that taxi squad, bring Adley Rushman onto that taxi squad, and it not count as a year of service time. But since they can't get work out at the minor at the minor level, we can work them into the major level. Well, and honestly, Josh, you're bringing up a point that's dumb about baseball. I think this is a really dumb thing about baseball, in that you could have someone like Rushman, who's we saw it last year with. Um, Guerrero, um, ju- ju- Jr. for the uh, Blue, Blue yeah. Jays. That's someone who is really good and could be a good young player and exciting and fans want to see. And the only reason staying in the minors is because of this whole, you know, starting his clock not yeah, nonsense. Yeah, like, Yeah, like what they should have is some, you sign a rookie contract and it lasts for seven years or whatever, no matter what league you play in. So we could have Adley Rushman learn on-the-job experience right at the major level because he's and not I, worried about some kind of clock starting. That's just a yeah. dumb thing I think about baseball. We want to see I young think, players, so encourage us to bring young players up early by getting rid of this whole clock thing. And that's how it was when we were kids. Like, Ben McDonald was drafted, and then he pitched the next year. Yeah. yeah. And, me, like, yeah, I would love to see that back. Yeah, and it's not because – and I think it's – and you're going to come with a bunch – and Elias, the first thing he did after he drafted Adley Rushman – was went to his Rolodex and start to write down excuses on why he couldn't be in the majors <laughs> right now, right? Like, oh, right. he's got to work on his defensive uh, setting. Oh, he's got to get to learn how to call the game. Oh, he's got to learn this. Uh, so it's just, and it's all nonsense. It is. It's all about delay, 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 and trying to bring the guy up into the majors at basically his prime. Which is from a baseball perspective, like, it's so mm. dumb because you want to see these guys young and talented. It's so frustrating to see Adler Rushman drafted number one and have to wait two or three years to see him play. Like, that's right. dumb from baseball perspective. Like, from the baseball and, perspective, you want to see young players. So they should incentivize bringing up young players, not pe- penalize bringing up young, young players. It doesn't make sense. And Yeah, and if they did this, it would fall in line with them wanting to get rid of some minor league teams. And if you're bringing players up right away, that puts more players into your system where you can expand and go from 30 teams to 32 teams. Uh, it, it would be good for baseball. Having a bunch of low-level teams is not good for baseball. Having more major league quality teams would be great for baseball. Yeah, people want to watch young, exciting players. I'm amazed. Have you ever – I'm sure you've done this before, but have you recently looked at a map and then where the map it marks all the major league teams? Uh, How many states sure. do you think have a major league team in it, in them? Uh, I don't know. Well, some like California have multiple, and Florida right has multiple. Right. Um, out of fifty states, how many have teams? Uh, uh, yep, we still have fifty states, and we have thirty baseball teams. I would say I don't know, like twenty, twenty, like twenty-two states. Uh, 
Do, do you know the number here? You just make me guess without a number. I would say I would say twenty three, maybe twenty four. I believe it is. I believe it is sixteen or seventeen. Seventeen states have teams out of fifty. Like that's a shame that there's like that there are whatever that is thirty three team oh, yeah, states that she, do not have a team. Illinois has two. Yeah, it's true. Arizona has one. California has one, two. What, they have three? Uh, three, four, five? They have five? Five teams. Hold on, let's do it. Angels. A's, San, Angels. San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. A's. Yeah. Padres. Yeah. Giants. Yeah, five. Wow. That's a lot of teams Colo- in the state. Yeah. Colorado has one. Uh, Florida has two. Georgia has one. Illinois has two. Right, the Chicago uh, teams. Maryland, Maryland one. Massachusetts one. Michigan one, Ohio Minnesota has a couple. one, yeah, Missouri two, New York two, Ohio two, yeah. Philadelphia or Pennsylvania two, uh, Texas has two. What's your Washington, point, Josh? One, Wisconsin. That there's plenty of room for baseball to expand if you get rid of minor league players, get rid of minor league teams, bring more players up into the majors. Yeah. Hey, speaking of young players, we're two weeks out of the. MLB draft and can I just say and we could talk about who I think the Orioles should draft but I think this is a great opportunity for baseball to promote itself and to do a cool draft like the NFL did <laughs> and 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 draft a bunch of people who will not sign contracts well or I guess oh not you can draft them but they'll get a lot of players afterwards that won't well especially because with I mean the advantage of only in five rounds is you kind of can cover more people and you can kind of learn all these people you're not going to be falling asleep at the, the you know the 15th round drafting some guy you never heard of right um, it's 150 people yeah so you can cover those i think in, a, in an effective way and so i think it'd be it'd be cool if mlb goes all out with this year's draft and we have nothing else to watch and provides kind of ni- nice coverage and put like cameras in people's bedrooms yeah. or in like a little houses. bit be- a little bit better than the the one camera showing the fake baseball field with all the folding tables laid out yeah. That you always see? Yeah, like I never watch the MLB. Like, it's not appointment viewing for me to watch the MLB draft. Um, and, le- like, I watched it last year to see Adley Rushman drafted. But I'll, I'll watch the whole freaking thing this year because I got nothing better to do sports-wise. If they show it and put on a decent production, I'll watch the whole stinking thing. Um, but, but, Josh, as far as the draft goes, it's just interesting what people are saying about it. Um, number one pick in the draft goes to Torkelson. I'm sorry, it goes to the Tigers who everyone says Spencer Tor- Tor- Torkelson is, will be drafted. He's from Arizona State. Um, and they're saying he's the best hitting right. prospect to come out in a while. Yeah, but he well, – why does he remind me of – like every, he, he's the first baseman. He remind, I, I see him and I think Chris Davis, uh, Luke I, Scott. I heard him compared uh, to Mark Teixeira. I heard him compared to yeah. Mark Teixeira. All right, okay, Mark Teixeira. But I, I, I'm glad we're not going – I'm glad we don't get this guy. I don't want another – Power hit in first baseman that doesn't do much. Yeah, I mean the 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 downside is like he is a first baseman slash DH, um, right? But I mean he's, we got those. He's clearly they're saying he's one of the best hitters to come out in a long, long time on the draft. Um, but so we're left with number two, and most people has have us drafting a guy named Asa Lacy, a left-handed pitcher oh, oh. out of Texas A and M. I thought it was Aston Martin. Austin Martin. No, I mean, Austin Martin's the next guy. So I guess like Asa Lacey is also there with Austin Martin. There's four guys. There's three guys who I think are clumped together. So Torkelson is clearly the best guy. And then Lacey and Martin, Austin Martin and Nick Gonzalez are all projected to go one, two, three, four. Like they're all clumped up in that one, two, three, four. Yeah. Or that two, three, four with Asa Lacey, um, Austin Martin. And Nick Gonzalez. Um, Austin Martin is supposed to be a kind of good defensively, hit for a high average, not not a ton of power, like a 20 home run, 300 hitter, um, can play kind of multiple defensive positions. Um, and then Asa Lacey is supposed to be a stud left-handed pitcher. Um, from what I've read, he's the second best player in the draft. Now the Orioles could get cute because, you know, you get a certain amount of draft money so you could draft someone like a, a Nick Gonzalez and sign him for the equivalent of like a number five pick if you think he's going to go number five. Save money in your overall draft pool. 
And then when you draft again at number 30 for the Orioles, you could try to draft like a high school kid who would go to college, but you can say, hey, listen, I can offer you big time money if you sign. Um, and so like they could get cute with that. That's what Michael Elias was known for doing in Houston, I guess, is being cute with the with the draft money there. So that'd be interesting to watch. I mean, interestingly, it's almost like we have two first round picks because we have a number 30 pick. And the reason we have right. a 30 pick um, and there's only 30 teams is because the Astros, of course, have lost their draft pick. So that's beautiful. And um, just this year, there's no compensation picks, you know, for a guy who, um, I, I, for the whole qualifying offer thing, um, for right. low market team, like there's none of those compensation picks. So we're the f- number one pick in the competitive balance round, which happens right after the first round, which is for the top, I mean, the, the lowest 10 market teams, the smallest revenue teams. Um, and so we get the first pick there. So we get the first pick and the 30th pick. And then we pick again at number 39. So we have right. three picks in the first 39 picks. So it's, it's a so, it's pretty cool setup for the Orioles. So how's it go? It goes one round of all the players, then the 10 smallest teams? Yeah, so you got Orioles, Diamondbacks, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, the Royals, and, the Padres, the Rockies, the Rays. The okay, and is is that based on... Uh, what's that based on? Um, it's based like, on either the smallest market or smallest revenue. Okay, but because the, the Orioles aren't normally in that area, are they? Um, do they normally get like an extra pick because of being small? Yeah, I don't know how long they've been doing these comp picks. Um, All right, but it works this year for the Orioles, and then we get yeah. number thirty-nine. Is thirty-nine now back to the normal? Yeah, that's the second pick in the second round. So Detroit gotcha. picks first. We pick second, right? And all, yeah, and those two are bumped up because the Astros aren't around, right? And I mean, the Astros, uh, I guess the Astros get a second round pick. Um, okay, just they lose their first round. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Astros don't have a second pick, and I'm just looking now. And the Red Sox also don't have a second pick. Good, good. So the Orioles get three, and uh, Astros get zero in the first two rounds. Yeah, and the Red Sox only get one. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, so it's 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 a big draft for the for the um, for the Orioles, and I think Asa Lacy makes sense. And I'm curious to see um, what they do with the rest of the picks. There's I don't know. There's a lot of talk of like there's just so many interesting questions, right? Because everyone who's playing in college, we talked about this before. Most college players will stay and play in college because they're not going to get drafted. Because you only have five rounds. Right. But, like, what will that mean for a high schooler? So, like, if a high schooler who could have maybe gone in, like, the second or third round, but says, no, no, I'm going to go to college and hold out to try to get first round next year. But now with all those college players going back to college, like, will he say, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to go and be the fifth best pitcher on that team now because no one is going to, to, to the majors? Will he be more likely to sign? Like, there's just so many open uh, questions. I don't know. Well, we also have a weird – a weird time of even asking the question like will there be college right well i missed out on another college season somehow right like will this season not happen i think baseball is at least in the spring so i think we're feeling pretty good about getting back to normal by then but it's still like uh, just there's so many questions right now it's the unknown yeah life yeah yeah um so i'm curious to see if if the orioles go with a high schooler and they also have the most like and I don't know how they do all this math because they have even more than D- Detroit, but they have the most draft money. So you have a certain pool of money you can spend, and the Orioles have the most money to spend. So if they want to get a guy like who, a guy who's borderline high school or or college, he's not sure what he's going to do. You can draft him and try to persuade him to right to come to your team. But if right, but that's where the fifty thousand dollar limit afterwards makes it kind of silly because it's not that much money. So who's right. going to take it? Right, the the the, the twenty thousand, yeah, twenty thousand, yeah. So if you if you draft them, you can pay them whatever you want within your your pool. I think the Orioles have like fourteen million dollars to spend on all their picks. Um, so you can sp- spend whatever on any player you want, you know, as long as you can sign them. But the weird thing about baseball is, is the player at any point can say, "No thanks, I'm going back to college," 
or no thanks, I'm going to college. Like the Orioles could draft Ace, Ace Lacy num- at, at number two, and he could change his mind and say, no thanks, I'm going to the, you guys aren't offering me enough money. Right. I'm going to go play. I'm going to go back and, and play another year at college. Right. And, that's, and that's where they got to do their homework and talk to Ace and say, hey, if we sign you, will you come play with us? Right. And that's where they could get cute and say, hey, listen, Nick Gonzalez, you're supposed to go number five. We'll pay you what the number four guy would get. So we'll pay you a little bit more, but we'll pay you like what the number four guy will get. And then we're going to take that money and take it and give it to this high school kid who is reluctant to, who is on, is on the fence about college or, or, or the pros. And we'll take that extra right. money and give it to him. Um, and I don't know enough about like the best high school kids in the draft. I just know the top names. Um, but that's also, yeah, but that also gets tricky to do this year when there's only five rounds. Right. But th- that's why like all those conversations, I'm sure, have already taken place. Like I think the Orioles have a good understanding with their agents who's right. going to sign for what at this point. Like They're not going to draft Ace Lacy and not know that he's gonna, if he's going to sign or not for what you're going to offer him. Yeah. yeah. But, and when is the draft? Oh, it's um, June. I don't know off the top of my head. Like the... June tenth, I want to say, but I don't. I don't know. I'm just making that number up. Uh, yeah, yeah. It says June tenth and eleventh. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, that's uh, that's what two weeks? About two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. We'll definitely. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some spring training by then. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a important draft for a rebuilding team, and I think all the guys are talking about at the top picks. They're all college players. So it looks like we're going to get someone who's close to major league ready. Um, we're not drafting. I don't think we're going to draft a high schooler at the number two pick. So all of them should hopefully be close to major league ready. Okay. I mean, they're all, all playing at kind of big, big time schools. So Do we need to uh, mix things up and go Orioles World Series champs 2024 if this season does not happen? Or because this season minor league systems did not happen? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Shoot, we need to make print all new t-shirts because this whole thing? I, I think that's pretty minor compared to what a lot of other people had to cancel. I mean, us canceling a party three years from now, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because all the arbitration guys, they, they've already said this year counts in arbitration years. Right, but I don't think it counts as far as rookie contracts. Like I don't think it counts a rookie. I don't think he gets another year, like another year towards the towards the forty man. When you the year you have to put him in the forty man, like you only be down so many yeah. years. I don't think it counts I don't, for minors. I don't know. There's a lot of I don't know. I don't, and that's what I was saying earlier that I don't understand. And you would think that would be part of this whole negotiation right now with the players' union and figuring all that out. Yeah. But it's uh, it's interesting to see. How this affects, and yeah, all teams will be a year without minor leagues, but the Orioles need that, like those, that development's a little more important to the Orioles than the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, we talked about on the show all the time. I mean, if you want to go watch games, you go to Bowie, you go to Frederick, you go to to to, Nor- to Nor- Norfolk, you you you, you go to Delmarva, because that's where the Orioles' best players are at. That 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 that's where our team's at, and so right. for a team that's ready to compete now, um, it's. You know, you, you're not hurt as much by losing the minors. It, it hurts the Orioles more, and it just, yeah. it just, um, it's just, it sucks. It's, it's unfortunate that that the minor leagues can't can't do anything. That they can't. Yeah, you know, I'm sure the Orioles are like meeting with them and like helping them train, but it's just, it's not the same as getting that in-game playing time. And yeah, I don't know what it does to kind of the Orioles, you know, projected you know, path to, to the world series. I'm still sticking with yeah. 2023 for now, but yeah, this, I haven't seen might change any clocks. I haven't seen any great stories covering this yet, like about development and like analytics and stuff. Like you would think now with like the vest and the knobs on bats and the balls that register speed and velocity and all and cameras that you would be able to send like your prospects, some nice gear that they can use in their backyard and then the coaches get all the reports and can talk to them and have like FaceTime and like, like master classes going over. Here's what I need you to do. Work on this. Like uh, I've seen this ad multiple times about a basketball and a soccer ball that you dribble in front of your iPad. And then it tells you like 
how good of a dribbler you are and helps improve your dribbling game. They got to have that stuff for baseball players. I'm sure we've talked about the stuff. And I wonder, maybe we can get Patrick Jones back on the show uh, later to talk about like coaching and developing with long distancing. Yeah, like this. I mean, but the other conversation you have to have that's tied t- t- to this, and we can disagree about who is more to blame, the players or the owners, but we can all agree that the people who get screwed in this whole deal are the minor leaguers. They get screwed. Yes, and, totally. And so if you're telling me you want me doing like full-time training and meeting with you every day and you're paying me 400 bucks a week, like that's not enough right. to live on. I need to go out there and get another job because you guys aren't paying me enough and yet you want me to kind of dedicate myself to this full-time improvement as a baseball player? Well, if you want me to do that, how about you pay me a living salary so I can focus on becoming a better baseball player and, and not working at the local Walmart? I mean, come on. Right, right. Yeah, and that's where even the $400 a week is laughable because that's like a stipend a minor league player might get, but that's also while his transport while he's with the team and being transported around and and have host families and catered meals and all this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh and hotels that are covered and everything. So it's it's just a mess. I, I hope you're still living with your parents, yeah, if you're a minor leaguer because you're not paying rent with that. If you weren't, you are now. Yeah, it's exactly true. Unless you're one of the lucky minor leaguers that gets a sign for a big signing bonus. Yeah, and I wonder how that's going to work long term too, right? If you're the athletics and you stop paying your guys, when that guy becomes a free agent, shoot, I'm not signing with the athletics knowing they for, screwed me over. I don't, I don't know if that... Look at that. Yeah. If you stop paying them now, that should make them automatic free agents. Yeah. Because if 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 my boss stops paying me... Then that I, then I I'm free to go get a job wherever I want. I mean that's the equivalent of being fired. Yeah, my boss can't tell me to keep working and not pay me, or can't. I don't think you can furlough someone and tell them all right, but you can't have another job. Yeah, like well, yeah. I mean you can, and they're, they're essentially fur, 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 furloughed without pay, um, and they can get another job, just not with another baseball team. All right, why? <laughs> this is just coming to me. If you're a minor league baseball player, yeah, and you get four hundred dollars a week, yeah, wouldn't you want them to fire you, so then you can file for unemployment and get whatever nine hundred dollars a week? Yeah, this was interesting. I was going down this Twitter rabbit hole with this whole conversation, where there was there were people arguing that the owner was doing them a favor because right. now they could file for unemployment, but there were other people arguing because they were uh, minor league players. They were not allowed to file for unemployment. I don't know. It got really because confusing. Because probably it's probably some type of players union or something. But it, that's what I'm thinking. Because like, if they file for unemployment, then they are no longer employed by the Oakland Athletics. So then they are a free agent. Yeah, but they're not. But I mean, but they're not a free agent, right? But they're not. They're, they're still employed. So how can so how can they not? I guess it must be the deal they have with minor league players is they pay them per game, and it's a game check. Yeah, I don't know. It's... And not a year round. Salary, because we've talked with my, many minor leaguers that are working like construction jobs during the off season. Yep. So we know. Uh, I don't know. We got to get a minor league player on here to discuss this. Hey, well, um, we, we we know they're getting screwed. We just don't know exactly yeah. how hard they're getting screwed. Yeah, maybe we can get someone who already feels a little bitter and screwed. Yeah. So, all right, I'll look into it. All right, let's get out of here. Let's wrap up the show. Josh, you finished the Jordan doc real quick. Did 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 you love the Jordan doc? I thought it was very good. I, you know, I was a little cold to it after the first two episodes, and it was because like I saw this stuff as a kid. But going through the whole thing, it was really cool. I just got annoyed by the millennials who are now just realizing that Michael Jordan's this amazing guy and amazing baseball player, uh, basketball player. Yeah, I mean, there's parts of that, like when he's. He like gets emotional talking about how like he needs players to play hard and needs to go with him if they can't stay with them. And he gets emotional talking about yeah. how they need to compete with him, how they need to stay with them. Like I was ready to run through a wall for this dude. Like that passion. 
It's on a different level, man. Different level. You told me you were gonna. You told me you were gonna run through a wall for Kevin Hart, not for Michael Jordan. Well, you know, Kevin Hart on that was talking about the Michael Jordan documentary too, and that made me want to run through a wall too. Yeah, you okay. should listen. Did, have you listened to Kevin Hart on? Uh, I've listened. On to, I've listened to like the, an hour of it or so. It's pretty good. Rogan takes me a few days to get through. Yeah, I listened to him one day. I was proud of myself. And then you start talking about Dave Chappelle, who's my favorite, and, and how awesome Dave right. Chappelle is. It's, just, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, Ke- Kevin Hart pumps me up when I listen to him. All right. Well, oh, yeah, we're getting out of here. Um, leave yeah. us a review like uh, like our boy did. I don't know who our that boy. was. Yeah, Whoever yeah just like our boy. The problem is iTunes doesn't show their uh, doesn't tell their real names. So it's uh, a, if they had their real if I could say, well, like like Frank... Instead, I got to say, like, be more O's magic. Write, uh, write us a five-star review and put your name in it so we can give you a shout-out. We're over 100 reviews. Here's what you do. Five-star rating, Le- so props to us. Leave us a review, yeah. take a screenshot, and send it to us on Twitter so we know who you are. Fair enough. You can do that, too. Uh, if you want a real shout-out and want me to thank you, that's how you can do it. Yep. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. How many times does the uh, fax tag go on your Twitters? What do you mean? <laughs> like Trump's making a big deal because Twitter tagged his thing as like fact-checking fact his tweets now. Uh, so I want to know, are they are his Twitter going to start fact-checking what you're posting on there? Oh, no, please don't. That would not be pretty. Not be pretty. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening, and as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. Hey, guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app. And then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, They take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.